Danny Smith. Just calling to tell you how much I appreciate listening to your show, Trucker Voices. Uh, it's very informative. I really like hearing uh, the driver's stories, how they got into the, the trucking industry and maybe what kind of trucks they started out with. It's just been a lot of fun, and I would encourage any drivers out there to tune in and listen, uh, call in, be a part of it. It's a great show. Hey, this is Chuck Lopesiger, and I listen to Trucker's Voices every Thursday evening from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Facebook or YouTube with host Tim Taylor and co-host Steve Brand because it keeps me informed about the industry and the drivers that keep our country moving forward. Don't forget, Thursday, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Be there. Hi, this is Scott Post, and I love Trucker's Voices. Because there's always something entertaining and educational for our industry. And it's also hosted by two of my good friends, Tim Taylor and Steve Brad. Tune in tonight. And in the meantime, be safe out there. Hey, everybody. How you doing tonight? My name's Charlie Demchuk, and I'm here to welcome you to tonight's big show. Y'all sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Tim and Steve got a good one in store for you. So have a good night. We'll see you. Hi, this is Tony Wainwright. I hope you enjoy listening to Trucker's Voices as much as I do. Now, without any further ado, kick back. Kick your shoes off, air your corns out, and get ready to listen to another fine show. Well, good afternoon, everybody out there. I hope you're doing good on this great Thursday night. Hey, Hope you had a good day of trucking out there with all that holiday traffic. We got a good one in store for you tonight. Hey, we got a gentleman coming on here by the name of Stephen Richardson. One fine gentleman, one great American, and one great truck driver for sure. So y'all going to enjoy this one. So I hope that y'all uh, y'all stick around for the whole show. And make sure that you hit those likes and comment and everything. That helps us get the algorithms out there, and it pushes the show on out there. So y'all like and everything. So I want to see those little likes going up on the side there, and those love, those hearts, and everything else. But uh, anyway, hey, I had a good day up in Atlanta, Georgia. Same old, same old holiday traffic. I uh, had to find my way back around some traffic today. And uh, anyway, long story short, I made it back home. And that was my main objective today because I was ready to get home to Trucker's Voices and get this show on the road. So, hey, anyway, uh, I thought I was going to be flying solo tonight. But, hey, far from us is a guy by the name of Steve Brand. And he's going to come on here in just a few minutes, and he's going to uh, help me co-host the show. Uh, Steve is out in California tonight, and he's uh, absolutely uh, on vacation out there. But uh, he went out on a cruise last week, and he uh, started come, he come back and, and called me today, and he said, hey, you know what? I'm going to come on. But look here. I saw him over there in the uh, sidebar a while ago, and it looks like he uh, just uh, logged out or something. 
I don't know what happened to his feed there. So he needs to he needs to log out and log back in, Steve, if you can hear me. Uh, but anyway, long story short, uh, you know, we got a great show in store for you tonight. So uh, when Steve comes on back in here, I'll get him in here. Hey, I just wanted to say, let me get a few things out of the way here. here. Let me do a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, if you want your comments to really be seen up here, uh, go to StreamYard.com backslash Facebook. Give us permission to use you because it is a third-party platform, and then it'll let me see who's making the comments, if you could do that for us. But also, uh, I do also want to say that the views expressed on this show are of the those of the hosts and the guests only and do not reflect those of others. Of others, all right. So, hey, uh, what's uh, what's everybody uh doing? Are you working this week? Are you off? Uh, are you uh, moving that you know freight out there, moving America forward? What's going on? Uh, just kind of let me know over there in comments if you're off or or what's going on. But anyway, I uh, hope you all doing good, and I hope if you are working tomorrow, and uh, I hope that you will slow it down and just take an account of everything that's around you and make sure that you get home safely to your family so you can enjoy, enjoy the holiday there. So anyway, uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get ready to bring our guest on in here. So uh, let, me, uh, let me get it ready, tuned up here to bring him on in here, okay? Uh, which one do I want to use for uh, Mr. Richardson at night? Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I'll use this one here. What's going on, Big G in the house tonight? Like I said earlier, man, I'm still hanging in here like a dead leaf in the fall on a on a tree. <laughs> Let me get Steven here. He uh I don't know what Steve's doing over there in California, but he just got he <laughs> what happened to you, Steve? I was waiting to bring you in on the monologue. Well, sorry about that. I don't know. The the screen just went black. I could hear you, but I couldn't see you, and I don't know what was going on. So it was a rolling it was a rolling blackout there in California. Uh, yeah, it's probably all this rain and stuff we're getting out here. It's a, it's a mess, man. It, it's a mess. You know, come to L.A. It's a beautiful city. It never rains out here. Yeah, right. It's been raining <laughs> since I got here. Steve, it probably blacked out because you, you went and plugged your car in that you had to rent there, right? <clears throat> oh, yeah. 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 I kind of went to the uh, liberal side. I'm, I'm checking things out. I'm on a special assignment. I Checking this electric car out and see how all this stuff works. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Oh, I tell you. I tell you what, that, that you know, I'm not gonna take up too much time, but that little electric car, it's got some pep, buddy. It's got some pep. It's just uh finding the charging stations, which you can just plug it into the the dash there and then it'll tell you where it's at, and you can do a quick charge in about 20 minutes. And the other night I did a slow charge, I got five miles for a buck fifty. Wow. <laughs> Good. Good. Well, say hello to Steven tonight. I know it's been a while since you've talked to him and seen him. So say hello to Steven. How you doing, Big G? How you oh, doing, man? I'm doing wonderful, doing wonderful, man. I'm glad to see you enjoying yourself out there on the water and on the land. Oh, yeah. Me, me and Mama took a five-day cruise, and then we decided to spend a couple of days out here in L.A. and 
we've uh, we've seen some sights. Tried to see the big Hollywood sign today, but it was too foggy. So we'll maybe catch it tomorrow before we hit the hit the red eye out of here about ten o'clock tomorrow night. So oh, yeah. we're having a good time. That's wonderful, man. Well, this so, uh, is our this is our last show of the year uh, until 2024, and we'll kick it back off sometime in 2024. So uh, we saved the best for last. And, uh, you know, uh, I've been trying to get Mr. Stephen Richardson on the show for a while. Our schedules just didn't work. But, hey, he uh, he had time for us tonight, and he's going to come on here, and he's going to tell us all about his story, about how he got into trucking, his military experience, and everything else. So, hey, uh, we're ready for it, uh, Stephen. So if you want to go ahead and just share your story with the audience, uh, you just take your time and you just let us know. We're going to sit back and listen. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you giving me this opportunity. Uh, my trucking goes back to just being a little child, you know, four, five, six years old, because my dad drove a grocery truck, you know, small grocery truck, but he was supplying the people in the neighborhood with groceries and stores and schools or whatever. And my mom drove a school bus. So transportation is transportation when you're serving the people. And I just fell in love with trucks. And when I got a chance to ride with my dad, I thought I was sitting on top of the world, <laughs> um, you know, out there on the big road with the big trucks, which I was just in a little six wheeler, but you know, I was still out there. And I guess that's when it all started and just made me want to, do what my dad was doing. Um, and as I grew older, you know, I watched him and, uh, you know, going through school and everything and he was always home. So I thought that was the way to go. And, uh, when I graduated high school, um, uh, of course I didn't want to go to college cause I just didn't like school. So I decided to <laughs> ease on off into the military, <laughs> uh, not knowing that, you know, being in the military was going to afford me the opportunity to really, really kick off trucking. Because um, one thing, you know, when you join the military, you got to get those licenses, um, deuce and a half or five ton or whatever you could drive. You wanted to have those licenses to be sitting up front instead of in the back. So uh, I started driving because I was in the supply unit and in the supply chain and got to have trucks to haul the supplies. So in the military, I learned how to drive everything from a, a little two ton forklift and all the way up to a. 50-ton forklift and 913s, which was the low-bore tractor trailers and hauled ammunition, haul fuel and tankers. Uh, if it had wheels and a steering wheel, I wanted to drive it and wanted to learn. So um, after being in the military, I went right on into trucking, but I went back to my roots, um, came home and had a family and kids. And so I decided to get a job driving a grocery truck. And I found out real quick that was no work for me. <laughs> uh, you know, unloading groceries out there and stacking it in schools and grocery stores and everything. And uh, it took me about six, seven months of that. And I went and got a real trucking job and driving a tractor trailer. <laughs> and um, it just went on from there. Drove for, I've driven for three companies total. Um, one company got bought out, so I'm saying it's the same company. But uh, seven years at Mountain Valley and two years at Dixieland slash Western Express. And then now at Big G, I've been there coming up next month to be 23 years. And um, that's the total of my career, 32 years out here, basically driving over the road. 
I got you. I got you. So, so whenever you, let's let's go back to uh, your military. So, whenever you went uh, out of high school into the military, uh, did you ever have to go into any kind of war zone? Did you ever see combat? No, um, I was. Um, I guess you could say I was in the rear because of the supply unit and the ammo. Um, everywhere we went, we ran ammo supplies, and they would come to our ammo dump and and we'd load the trucks up and all that stuff and then they would go back into the zone um, okay. i did spend a little time in um not in saudi but outside of saudi and turkey while i was in germany um the unit was deployed but we've been in the rear you know you don't want to put that ammo right up on the front line right so, right yeah. was was that at the height of the gulf war that was the first Gulf War back in the uh, in the nineties. I got you. I got you. So 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 you was you work with supply and all that, and uh, I mean, so that just kind of you know evolved into it. So so through the military, you got your truck driving training, right? Right. Um, when I came out of the military, um, everybody was grandfathered <laughs> in. The CDL was just starting, so um, if you had that military um, on your record. They would just grandfather you in. You didn't have to take no tests and go through all the rigmarole to get your CDLs. I got you. I got you. All right. So um, anyway, so yeah, that was probably about, about 1991, 92, somewhere in that era there, right? Right, right. I I got out in April of 91 and I drove. I actually worked for the city of Huntsville for that summer. And then I started driving. I drove that local truck just here in the state for about about six, seven months and um, saw an ad in the paper for Mountain Valley. And I said, I got to try this. They needed guys just to run to Florida. I said, I can I can handle just running to Florida and back. And um, it just started from there. I got you. I got you. So, go, Steve, you you got anything? No, keep going. I'm I'm uh, I'm learning here. Uh, what, what year did you enlist in the service? Uh, 1986. Uh, went in in 86, and I got out in 91. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you talked about the Gulf War. I was actually standing in the uh, 76 truck stop in North Little Rock, Arkansas. Watched it on the TV the day at uh, Bush 41 come on TV and talked about it and uh, said we yeah. sent the troops in and I got nervous because they talked about a draft. <laughs> I, well, I got real nervous. I thought I was might be going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I would have, no problem. But, well, uh, I can't, can't really think of too many people that went in, whether it was forced in from activities they had in school or coming up as a teenager, you know, some people getting got in trouble back then and they had an option, you know, you go in the military, go to jail and you know what they were going to take. They didn't want to go to jail. So uh, right. met some people like that. Then some people, a lot of people wanted to serve and, you know, chose that option because of family that served before them. And that was my case. I had an uncle that served in World War II and I had a cousin that served you know, was serving at the time I went in and me and him were like brothers. He would come home for birthdays and Christmas and always took time with me. So he told me, you ought to join the service, you know, because it'll it'll make a man out of you and it'll it'll change your life. And uh, he didn't lie. It did. <laughs> right. 
Right. So, well, thank, thank you for your service. Yeah. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Oh, yeah. But, let, let's go back to the to the Florida run. I, I got to hear about this. Well, when I started with Mountain Valley, all I had to do was pick up a load of tires here in Alabama, take them to Miami twice a week. And at the time, my wife was pregnant with my second child. So I'm like, this is great. You know, I can go down there and come back and be home on Tuesday night, leave out on Wednesday, be down there Thursday, be back home Friday and off on the weekend. And I was making good money doing that, and you no know, better than I was doing hauling groceries. So um, I was stacking up money and thinking about the newborn coming and all that. And, um, I did that for about uh, about nine months, ten months, and um, it's funny how it happened because I was in Florida and they were short on a driver, and they got me to come over to Tampa area to pick up a load of orange juice. And I was supposed to be bringing it to the yard. And he told me, well, we need you to run on out to Texas. Uh, you know, he got me out there in El Paso. <laughs> and uh, I said, this is far as I'm going west. I didn't want to go no further. And he talked me into it. I went over to a little place called Truth to Consequences, New Mexico. And I picked up a load of chili peppers. And I took them to downtown L.A. to the market. That was my first time driving out to LA, being in California, period. <laughs> and it happened to be the night that the riots broke out. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. And um, <laughs> I got a shock treatment all the way around. But um, ever since then, I came home and I saw how nice it was, easy it was driving out west and the, the beauty of it. And that big old check didn't hurt a bit either. So <laughs> I was hooked ever since. And I did that for about seven and a half years with Mountain Valley, just running out to California and picking up produce and coming back to Florida or either Boston. Gotcha. So, so Stephen, tell us a little bit about uh, you. You've been, you said you've been with Big G now for 23 years, right? Right. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how you got on with them and, uh, you know, just tell us a little bit about your everyday uh, life with them right now. Well, I, um, I got on with them because I was a little upset with the company I was driving with and they would run you to death and didn't want you to go home. Didn't want you to you go home for a day and you got to be back in this truck. And a friend of mine that I knew over years came into the truck stop in Milan, New Mexico, and he had a buddy with him and we sitting down talking and I'm talking about, you know, I'm sick of this job. And he says, well, you ought to come over to Big G. They guarantee you $500 a week, whether you work or not. And I was like, really? If I don't want to work and I get 500 bucks, that's that's good. I can go do something else in the meantime. But I went to work for him probably within 10 days. Uh, I went on to California, delivered back to Alabama, and I quit and went to work for them. And it's been just great 23 years you know with the experiences i've had and the family orientation that the company is they have grown drastically from the days of 62 trucks to now probably close to seven 750 but uh it's been a great 23 years uh, of things they have awarded me and afforded me to do Right. And speaking of some of the things that they have awarded you and afforded you to do, let, let's let's walk through that a little bit. Um, you know, uh, let's walk through your experience as far as some of the things that you've uh, accomplished over there. Yeah. Well, I started with them in 
2001. Um, so it'd be 23 years come January the 8th. And it was 12 years later uh, in June of 2013, um, I they started a, the program of awarding driver of the year. Uh, I had been driver of the month previously and I was the first driver of the of the year. And I was like, wow, I can't believe that driver of the year, you know. Uh, I ran hard and did my job and didn't fuss about nothing. So I'm guessing that's the only reason. <laughs> <coughs> um, and it just kicked off from there. They they saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Uh, maybe I wasn't looking in the mirror right. <laughs> but uh, the next year in 2014, I got to do Reach Across America. And um, then they asked me, did I want to be a part of the Tennessee road team? And you know, I'm like, well, what do I have to do? Oh, you just have to go talk to a bunch of kids about safety around trucks and you'll have a ball. Okay. What's wrong with safety around trucks and kids and everything? And from there, you know, being on the Tennessee road team, I got um, put up for America's road team. And in 2016, no, 2017, January, made America's road team. And, um, I was kind of scared of it, you know, because this is national scale and I'm seeing all these guys that are um, not going to name any companies, uh, FedEx, uh, but um, <laughs> these guys that's been doing this for years, <laughs> um, you know, just talking about their experiences. And, you know, I, I take to stuff like that, like the kid, the candy. Um, I want some of that. <laughs> yeah. So once I made the team and got to do my first event, um, it's almost like driving a truck. And once it gets in your system, you're addicted to it. It, it just feels good. Yeah, it does. Uh, the more you do. So, and, <clears throat> go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, I was just going to say, hey, let's go back and revisit Reese Across America. So Reese Across America, that's that's the show I did last week. We interviewed right. some people that was on the tour last week. But uh, let's revisit that right now. So you actually did that before you was an America's Road Team captain, right? Right. And uh, the funny story behind that, I met a gentleman from Ohio that was a road team captain, America's road team captain, and me and him just clicked. And we rode from up in Maine all the way to Arlington together. We ate together, for, you know, ate breakfast and everything, and we just hung together. Well, when we got to Arlington, um, the, the morning of the ceremony, he said, you know, I got somebody I want you to meet. And we walked through the cemetery and he found this person he wanted me to meet and introduced me and everything. And I took a picture with her and lo and behold, that was 2014, 2017. Um, she's sitting on the judges panel. Uh, it was Elizabeth Barner. <laughs> right. And um, I later I showed her the picture and, it, you know, I sent it to her. And it was just amazing to say you just don't know where you're going in life when you meet someone like that and later on you you're part of something that they're doing like america's road team so did so, you ever get to do the wreath across america as a road team captain no i i didn't um i think the year they asked me um big g was real real busy and we I, had drivers going different ways and um the timing just wasn't right so um, I didn't get a chance to do it. Okay. All right. So, go ahead, Steve. 
No, no, you're fine. I just cleared my throat. I, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm listening to what Stephen's saying. And, uh, of course, Stephen and I met each other in uh, January in D.C. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things, like you said, you had, you met Elizabeth back in 14. And uh, uh, you never burn a bridge. Never right. burn bridge you know and that's what i've tried to teach my children and all their jobs all their careers i said never burn the bridge because you never know when you're you're going to cross that bridge again later on in life and uh, uh i i just want to say my my time on the road team and i'm still active on the road team i have met such interesting people and got to do so many interesting things it's just it's it's totally awesome oh just yeah you know, and, uh, you know, I'd love someday to be able to do the Reese, but uh, I believe me not being a veteran, uh, I'm going to step back and let the veterans drive the trucks and do that, you know. And if I would have been home last weekend, I was going to get with my local uh, veterans cemetery and, and, you know, try to help lay some Reese, but I wasn't around. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, but uh, go and, ahead, <clears throat> And I, I, I've been to the uh, ceremonies here, and it's not as large a scale as um, it is in Arlington. But I will say that the ROTC younger kids here, they had the band come out, and they played, and they laid major wreaths there for colonels and, and different people at this cemetery locally here in Huntsville. And it was an experience for me to stand there because I, I, every time I go to a Reese event, I always wear my Reese Across America sweater that they gave me. Um, and, you know, a few people recognize it and know that you've been to Arlington wearing that sweater and, you know, they'll come and talk to you. And I, I'm just the type to say I'm not here for attention. I'm here just to uh, appreciate what it is because I'm ex-military. Mm-hmm. So exactly. it's it's a great thing. And now um, every year I always buy two reefs and they give you the two and I always send them to Huntsville Cemetery and put them on somebody. You know, they don't know me, but I appreciate them. Right. Right. And and we did that last week here on Truckers Voices. We actually donated two reefs <laughs> from Truckers Voices. And uh, so on behalf of Truckers Voices, that's that's what we want to do. And that we're going to try to do that every year. Maybe we can do more to two reefs. You know, if everybody would be, you know, collaborate with us. We can. Who knows? We could do a whole truckload one day. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, so uh, I want to go. I want to revisit whenever I first met you, um, and and you and I met through a uh, mutual friend and a mentor, and that was John Lex. Oh yeah, and John actually hooked us up because uh, he was mentoring us through the uh, you know the ATA selection process, and uh, we, me and uh, Stephen here, we actually. Uh, would call each other and recite our speeches to each other. And uh, so that's one way that we got to know each other. And, uh, and then, you know, I think we just hit it off whenever we was there in DC. Uh, it's like, I, I, like I've always known him, you know? Yeah. Now I, I got a story about John Lex that just like Elizabeth Barner, um, yeah. big G was doing Christmas time was hauling a lot of stuff for Walmart, just taking trailers to stores and bringing back empties. And when Danny Smith made the road team, and he's listening um, right now, 
John was his mentor. I happened to take a load down to Monroe, Georgia, and I'm standing in dispatch office, and this guy walks in, and I hear his voice, and I was like, man, you sound like somebody I know, and um, he looked at me, and he says, well, I don't think I know you, but uh, who you drive for, and I told him, he says, you know Danny Smith, and I says, yeah, and he says, I'm his, I was his mentor, you know, and lo and behold, he was my mentor, so I met him about two years before I went to be America's road team captain and he was my mentor. So it's like people are in your path and you don't know why they're there. And then later they, you know, I guess they turn around and walk back up the path and meet you again. <laughs> yes, exactly. they, they absolutely do. <clears throat> like I said, speaking of Danny, I see him on here looking and Danny, if you want to call in, uh, the phone line's open to you, Danny. I, uh, I'll put it up here on the screen. We'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and open up the phone lines real quick, like while we're talking. But uh, and I'll put it down here in the comments uh, uh, also. So, uh, Steve, you got something else while I'm doing that? Well, I just I'm just gonna say, you know, a little funny story when we was out there in D.C. Everybody got to call him Steve and Big G, and because you had the Big <laughs> G shirt on, but nobody nobody paid attention. It was for Big G Express, and we yeah. just start calling you Big G, and and I don't remember who it was. Somebody noticed it. Well, Big G on his shirt, that's Big G Express. And we all had a good laugh about it. And, and we it just stuck. We just call you Big G, you know. But, yeah. Uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's one of those things, you know, guys get together. And, and, if, and if you do something, I don't, I don't care if it's a road team captain, if it's a baseball team, a football team, uh, maybe in your neighborhood, a motorcycle club. If you do something and you get a nickname, it sticks for life. <laughs> it, it sticks for life, man. Whether it's oh, yeah. good or bad, but uh, you know, like like I always say, you said it earlier when we come on. You know, you, you call me anything you want, just don't call me late for a meal. You know, <laughs> don't matter me. So. Well, I, you know, I got a funny story, and I kind of felt bad for you, Stephen, because your luggage got lost. When you went to selections, and yeah, he, and that might have been one reason that he's running run around there in that big G shirt there, Steve. Did you know that? I didn't know that. No, I, I don't remember <laughs> hearing that. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got there on Sunday about about 12 30, and uh, I didn't get my luggage until Monday afternoon. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've got the phone lines open. If anybody wants to call in, it's uh two five one six one six twenty one fifty one. And uh, wish you know, if you want to call in, and talk to uh, Stephen or say anything to him. Some of you, I see Chuck Lowe singers on here, and uh, Danny Smith. If you can call in, that would be great too. I'd like to hear from you also. But uh, while we're waiting on some phone calls coming here, and if they do come in, we'll just break right into them. But, uh, uh, Stephen, tell us about your everyday run that you do now. That's interesting to me. Um, all I do now is just haul barrels, um, wooden barrels for Jack Daniels. And when I was in selection and the night I found out of selection, the next morning we were all in the room getting – you know, fitted for clothing and everything. And my phone rang and I took it because it was Big G calling. And that's when I found out that, you know, I was going to be on this dedicated run from Decatur, Alabama to Lynchburg. And I didn't think that you could haul that many barrels. <laughs> um, <laughs> for now coming up on seven years next month, that's all I've done is three loads of barrels every day, five days a week. <clears throat> 
And uh, it's it's really interesting because in the beginning, I just knew I was hauling barrels, but didn't know what else was going on there, you know, with the the wood from the barrels, the sawdust, how it keeps the chickens alive and the chicken houses, keep them from, um, you know, they're, they feed them constantly. And when you feed constantly, you poop constantly and the sawdust is down to keep that from uh, infecting them and killing them and, and everything. So everything has a purpose. Um, and you, you're really amazed that when you're doing something, and you're serving another purpose and you don't even realize it. Um, and also, you know, we, we kind of help people keep calm too by making sure the whiskey doesn't run out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're just hauling barrels back and forth. Uh, and that's what you do every day, all day long. But, and, and before that you was absolutely running OTR for big G, right? Right. Um, I went through, I'd say three cycles. I was never dedicated, but at one time, all I did was run compressors to Houston for air conditioners and then pick up air conditioners and bring them back to the East Coast. At one time, all I did was run windows down to Florida um, and didn't pick up anything. We just come back, did hit back, get another load of windows and back to Florida as hard as you can. That was when the housing market was booming and they were cutting down orange trees and building houses in Florida. Um, <laughs> and they had to have windows. They had to have small ones, big ones. And they also had to have triple pane, eight foot, nine foot tall slat doors for those real expensive houses. So wow. it was work. Um, it was real work, but um, it just didn't get no better because you, you, you just love what you're doing. So it made it easier. I know. Uh, I know that um, Danny Smith was on a dedicated, uh, I think it was a uh, Starbucks run there uh, for a long time when he was out there running, you know, and have yeah. you ever, have you ever been on that Starbucks run? No, I was already um, doing this dedicated thing for Jack, you know, when they really got deep into the Starbucks. Yeah. Um, so. So speaking of Jack Daniels, uh, Stephen, uh, just tell the listening audience here that um, over the years for the safety drive for Cure, uh, he has actually uh, secured us some Jack Daniel barrels, and uh, we've actually auctioned them off on the um, auction site there. And uh, hopefully that's something that we can continue, you know. So beautiful, beautiful barrels, you know, and uh, smells good, too. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Those are real good people. Um, it's a guy, he used to be a master distiller, and now he runs the, um, they call it the, uh, what is, I, I can't think of the right word, but it's the hospitality house. <laughs> um, and it's a point where when he does open it, he tells people come to town, just come over, sit down for a spell, have a drink, and and, and relax before you get into running to this store and going to the distillery and doing the tour, sit down and relax and take it in because Lynchburg is just a lazy little slow dry town. <laughs> uh, you can't buy liquor in Lynchburg, but you can, you can smell it and you can, they make all you can stand. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, um, I've got something else queued up here, and if you don't mind, I'm going to throw up your profile from Facebook on the screen here, and let's talk about this, okay? Okay. All right. You don't mind, do you? Uh, I'm, what I'm well, you said my profile, so I know what it is. 
I don't mind. <laughs> All right. Let me see if I can get to the screen sharing part of it. I, I, <clears throat> go ahead, Steve, if you got something while I'm doing this. Uh, just out of curiosity, they load them barrels horizontal or they, they load them vertical? They stand them up in the trailer. And how many barrels on each load do you get? Uh, they stack them three high, four across, and they can get 288 on the truck. 288 so, barrels. Wow. Yep. So that's 864 a day. Uh, I'm around about 40, about 43, 4,400 um, uh, a week. I brought this picture up from your Facebook page on purpose. Uh, this was you when you was in the military, right? Right. Yeah. Well, yep. I'm I'm a little bit slow on the eyes. I got my eyes fixed to see, but not to read, <laughs> not to see up close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a picture of uh, it's a. Split. Oh, yeah. 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 Of you. And then uh, is that you and your wife there? No, that's me and my daughter. You and your daughter. OK. All yeah. right. So I actually had brought that up right there. And uh, now who is this lady right here? That is my dear mother. <laughs> yep, yep. And tell us a little bit about your mother, because I know from talking to you that uh, she's very important to you, but y'all went on quite a few trips. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I'll, I'll go back to the history of my mom and, and the fact that uh, she's such a, a caring person and she drove a school bus for about 35 years. And once she stopped driving, she got a job as a transportation director. So she was over all of the school buses and she did that for seven more years. So um, I told a story before, I know some people have heard it, but most haven't, but um, I always believed that my, my mom drove the school bus and transportation with people. And my dad drove a grocery truck and when you look at those two and me growing up and being around them, they didn't teach me safety. They just put it in front of me. And I don't recall my dad ever having an accident. I don't recall my mom ever having an accident, you know. So when you when you're seeing something in front of you constantly, you pick up on it. And I think that's where I get it from, you know, from my mom and dad. Yeah. I got you. And and your dad drove drove a uh, grocery truck. And uh, how many years did he do that? Well, he drove for a company there for from 1970, I think 79, 78, 79, until they went out of business in, in the late 80s. And then he drove, um, he just drove a truck for um, hauling grain and stuff for the feed company there until he retired. Yeah, and I do remember this also about our selection. I don't know why all this is coming back to me right now, but <laughs> while you were at selections, you was wearing your dad's shoes, right? Right. And tell us about that. Well, it's, it's you know, that thing about walking in someone else's shoes. And my dad had passed. So um, it was, I guess you could say that my feeling of him being there with me, supporting me. So that's what that was all about. 
I got you. I got you. Well, uh, let's just move on and uh, just tell us a little bit about you and your family. And, uh, you know, just just tell us a little bit about you and your family. How long have you been married? <laughs> well, it, it's it's something I always say. I've been married to my wife for coming up on 23 years, but I married her right after I went to work at Big G. So kind of been married to them longer than her. But um <laughs> I was grateful that they afforded me to say coming in the door, you know, and two months later to run off for 10 days and get married. So that was a a sign that, you know, you're going to work for good people. Um, We got married in 2001 and we don't have any kids together. I have kids from a previous marriage. My, my son, um, he's uh, working for international diesel now uh, here in Huntsville they build uh, the engines for the trucks and my daughter's a registered nurse and I uh, have 10 year old about to be 11 year old grandson and a seven year old. Well, he's six about to be seven. I think I got that right, but seven or eight. <laughs> and then I have the newborn uh, granddaughter. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's just totally flipped me upside down and um, <laughs> ain't nothing in my pockets no more. <laughs> there's, no, there, uh, there, there's no budget for those grandchildren i can tell right. you that right now but i i can tell you that your grandson is fixing to be seven because uh they were bo- he was born same time my granddaughter was right so anyway so yeah he's fixing to be seven right and then i also have um i have a god granddaughter um out in california yeah um, yeah tell us about that because you just told me something about this the other day yeah and the funny story was that she, uh, her grandfather passed um, years ago. Um, well, not years ago, but it was exactly 12 years ago. And um, she was just laying in the bed with her grandmother and we were on the phone talking, having a conversation. And she just all of a sudden, can I talk to him? And uh, she got on the phone and we had no idea what she wanted. And she just straight out asked me, will you be my granddaddy? And <laughs> I'm sure I'll be your granddaddy, <laughs> not knowing what I was getting into, you know, to, to, you know, that's important to, to these young youngsters like that. And she's grown up, been, she's such a beautiful young lady now at 16. And, um, I just try to give a little gifts, little trinkets. It's not a lot, but it's something, um, she's not my blood, but you know, you gotta take care and love on the kids and treat them like they want to be treated. So. I just took her under under my wing is her mother always has called me dad because she's always been around me and talked and asked for advice. So now got a granddaughter that um, just precious as can be and she's doing great things. So that's awesome. But I also and you just I'm sorry, either you met with her or she coming to see you. She's coming, uh, supposed to be coming to March on spring break. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Go, go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I was just going to say that's awesome. And, and you know, uh, we, we actually mentor people that we don't even realize, you know, yeah. we, we just, we, we just go about our daily routine. And like you said, your, your mom and dad never really talked safety with you, but you watched what they did. You've seen how they acted. You've seen how they, they drove. 
and and you picked that up. So they did teach you safety. They just didn't talk to you about it. Right. And and the same way with this this young lady that that's like your adopted granddaughter. You're you're a mentor to her. And and I think that is just totally awesome. I, I really do. Oh, yeah. And it's it's the same way with like coaching a baseball team or something when my 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 youngest boy was playing ba- baseball and I was coaching and you know, I I, I kind of mentored those kids and didn't really try. I just I just showed up and paid attention. You know, paid yeah. attention to them. Give them that, that attention and, and that helps. Oh, yeah. And and I was gonna mention that my, my daughter's um dating the guy and he has has kids from previous situation because you know they are older they're in their 30s and we we do things in our 20s and then we learn how to do it better in our 30s and hopefully better in their 40s but he has a couple of kids and you know i i treat them just like i do my own and everybody gets along and so i'm calling them my grandkids too so um i just welcome the whole gang and I, i love it because um, I grew up in small town, just one sister, not like some of the other ones had brothers and sisters and older older people, you know, to look up to. But I had cousins and different things. So um, you got to got to always know that someone's watching you and what you do reflects on how they think and how they act later because they're going to emulate you, whether it's good or bad. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. I, I, I really don't have nothing to add other than, uh, you know, my daughter's getting ready to get married next October. And um, her uh, fiance there has a niece and a nephew. And we went down over uh, Thanksgiving and the conversation was brought up. Uh, uh, the it's like, what do we call you whenever we all become family? I said, you call me whatever you want to call me. <laughs> you know, you call me whatever you want to call me. It don't matter. I said, but I, I just teased him. Like I said, you know, you call me whatever you want to call me. Just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> but well, uh, he's like, well, I want to go first because you're bigger than me. You might eat it all. I said, no, nope, <laughs> I won't eat it all. I won't eat it all. We got, we got a phone call coming in. Let's see who we got here, okay? All right. Hello, welcome to Trucker's Voices. Who do we have on the phone? You got Chuck Lopesiger. What's going on, fellas? Hey, let me turn you up some there, Chuck, so they can hear you. Can y'all hear him now? Tell you say again, Chuck. I say this is Chuck. Can you hear me now? Yep, I got you. Can y'all hear him there, Steve and uh, Steven? Oh, yeah. Yeah, how you doing, Chuck? What's going on, brother? I'm doing Oh, good. hanging in there. Good, brother. How about you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Just, just uh, sit sitting here listening to a good show man y'all doing good and it's just you know wanted to say hey 2017 greatest road team ever <laughs> I, 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 I will definitely agree definitely agree i'm sure there's some on here that won't agree but i definitely agree <laughs> yeah you know that you know we could all have our own opinions though right exactly right exactly right you got anything you want to say uh to uh, uh steven here oh just just thanks for doing what you do and and and, you know, y'all were talking about Reese Across America. We, of course, I do it every year, um, not in Arlington, but here local. Um, we did it Saturday. And then there was um, my wife's on vacation this week, and she seen an email this morning that said there was 500 Reese, 600 Reese that didn't get 
laid in Fort Pierce. They they were looking for some place for them to go, and and of course Alachua said, "Yeah, we'll take them." So we went back out to the cemetery this morning and laid six hundred more wreaths. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Chuck, thank you for calling in tonight, and thank you for listening to uh, Truckers Voices. We got another call that tried to come in there, so let me go call them back real quick, like, and uh, then we're gonna probably wind the show down here in just a minute, okay? All right, guys. Good talking to y'all. Steven, good good talking to you, man. We'll, we'll Take care of that, Chucky. <laughs> Take care, Chuck. We'll see you, brother. Hey, welcome to Trucker's Voices. Who do we have there? Hello there. I'm just sitting here listening to you all and quite enjoying it. My name is Carolyn Richardson, and I'm quite enjoying it. I'm calling from Emporia, Virginia. All right, Miss Carolyn, could you turn the uh, turn the uh, volume down in the background? I'm kind of getting an echo on it there. All right, okay. All right, so I think we got you now, Miss Carolyn. Okay. Sorry about that. No problem, no problem. I'll, so, uh, it, are you uh, Stephen's mom? Yes, I am. Oh, well, you got a fine son right there. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And you all have a good day. Oh, well, you got a fine son right there. I think I'm. Okay. All right. Yes, ma'am. You want to say anything, Stephen? I gotta, t- I gotta make her laugh and make her feel good. Hello, mother. Hello, son. Oh, that's that's our thing every day. All right, y'all have a good evening. Thank you for calling in. Bye bye. <laughs> okay. All right, so let me make a phone call here real quick. We just lost Steve for some reason there. Uh, I don't know why we lost Steve, but um, let me uh, make this phone call right here because he tried to call in while ago, okay? Okay. I'm sure you're going to want to hear from this fella here. Hey, this is Tim from Trucker's Voices. Sorry we couldn't answer a while ago. Uh, we got Danny Smith on the line. Hey, Danny Smith, you there? Hey, how are y'all drivers doing tonight? We're doing good. Yes, sir. Doing can you good. hear me? Yes, sir, I can hear you now. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. All right, Danny. So, uh, as you know, I got Stephen Richardson on there, so I'm just going to let you talk to Stephen here for a minute. Hey, Danny, how you doing down there in the how great state of Texas? I'm doing good, man. How you doing down there in Texas? I'm doing great. All right. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Good to hear yeah, you on here tonight. Uh, oh, yeah. to listen to it. We've been over in Houston. We just got in. Oh, okay. I know. I just, I just, uh, can y'all hear me now? Yes, sir. Uh, I just heard, uh, Talking about that road team 2017 being the best, I'm, I have to disagree on that. <laughs> They're all good. That's right. They're all good. I think every team out there that's been on, you know, every driver on the team would say the same thing. Yes, sir. 
Yes, sir. It was a great experience. Definitely a great experience. Sure well, I'm was. glad. Uh, are y'all ready to, to wrap this year up? Start a new one? Yes, sir. Sure am. I got even uh I know you're ready. You're ready to close this year out. Oh yeah. It's, barrels, it's, right? it's been a long one, but uh it just don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one day it will, but uh I hear you. Um Danny, we got know. Danny, we got Steve Brand on here too, if you want to say hello to Steve. Hey Steve. Hey, Danny, how you doing, brother? Been on vacation, so I'm doing great. I'm in, I'm great. Out here in Texas, it's pretty been a pretty nice day today. Been 70 degrees, I think. Was in the Everybody ready for Christmas? Yes, sir. Oh yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Well, Danny, but even not, uh, are you? Uh, you going to be off quite a bit during Christmas? No, I'm actually going to uh, – I work this week the whole week, and next week I'll be off Christmas Day, and then I'll work the rest of the week and be off Saturday, Sunday, Monday just for New Year's, So and then back at it. Um, you know, they had shut down so late that um had okay. to use up all that vacation time. <laughs> well, I hear you. I hear you. I, I may be I'll down there. I know y'all want to wrap it up. Uh, it's good talking to all of you. Yeah, I appreciate you calling and, in, uh, Danny. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, and uh, I will catch up with y'all next year, okay? All right, Danny. Well, we'll appreciate you calling into the show, and, uh, you know, Merry Christmas to you and Happy New Year to you. I'll let these other guys say Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas to you, Danny, and your family there, and hope uh, hope the hope the kids get to come home and visit at least one or two of them. Yep, all of them here right now, so we we're yeah. we're good on that. Uh, I okay. hope that uh, y'all have a really good Christmas and then get to enjoy your family. Y'all take care, and I'll talk to y'all next year. Okay. Merry right. Christmas, brother. Ho ho ho! <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> a new sound effect there. Okay, I just, I just want to. I just want to say I'm sorry. I don't know what happened that never happened to me before. It kicked me off, and it come back and said that my iPhone got too hot and needed to cool down. Wow! <laughs> it must be something I, to do with that California sun out there. It must be. I have no idea why, but it just said there. The cell phone is too hot, and it had to cool down. And when it cooled huh. down, it let me back on. So I don't know, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it is what it is. But uh, I, I, I know we're we're winding down here, so I'm just going to say this for for it gets too hot. Um, <clears throat> Stephen, thanks for coming on. Uh, Tim, great show last week, brother. I got to watch it when I got off the boat, got back into uh, uh, Long Beach down there. Great show. Thank the guests for coming on. Reach Across America is an awesome event. Uh, you know, uh, real quick, I just want to say Merry Christmas to everybody. Thank you all. It's been a wonderful year. Happy New Year to everybody. I love you all. Man, keep tuning in. We got We got more in store for next year. And by the way, I got a text from Glenn Kirk. He said he's getting ready to roll out. 
So he wasn't able to listen, but he told me to tell everybody hi. Merry Christmas. So go ahead and continue just in case my phone gets hot again. <laughs> All right. I've never had that before. I don't know what happens. So we are going to go ahead and wind the show down, uh, Stephen. And uh, we definitely want to say thank you for coming on. Uh, it's been a great show. I always enjoy hearing people's stories and how they got into trucking and all. And, you know, even though I know some people's stories, you know, I want, I want everybody to know their story. And that's what the show's all about is uh, getting the stories out there and, uh, you know, uh, everything positive about this great industry that we serve. But anyway, is there anything else that you would like to say before we wrap it up there, Stephen? Well, I just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and, um, Forget about the lights, the trees, and all the presents and everything, and and keep praising and thanking God for every day that we have and the family we got around us, because uh, so many people, famous, not famous, people we don't know, not here anymore, um, their families can't enjoy them. So uh, love on the ones you got, love who you're around, and just keep doing what you're doing and taking care of each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, Steve, last show of 2023, man, we have come to the end of a uh, a year here. So I'm looking for good things in 2024. We got some things lined up coming at y'all. So you're just going to have to tune in to find out what they are next year. Next week, we won't have a show because of the holidays and all, and everybody's going to be celebrating all week long. So I decided that we wouldn't have a show next week at all. But we will come back in uh, January of 2024, and we'll fire it right back up. So, um Anyway, um, we'll go ahead, um, Stephen. Would you say something? Well, I was just going to say that I appreciate you having me on, and I'm sorry it took me so long to figure this out. And um, I may be sitting here looking droopy-eyed now, but it was worth every every moment, you know, to to get on here and um, you know represent the trucking industry and and just say nice things about everybody else, but also share my story to let people know that you know this is this is where i am not because i planned it this way it's just the way it worked out right right god has a plan and somehow some way he'll put us in that direction to, to his plan's going to go forth for sure oh yeah <laughs> so Anyway, all right, let's end on a word of safety and uh, and goodbyes. Uh, so, Steve, I'll let you go ahead and say a uh, word of safety there. Well, like I always say, folks, just be safe, be careful out there, and remember the most important trip is a trip home. Uh, I learned a, a valuable lesson this week. I learn it every week, but, you know, there's crazies out there everywhere. Uh, but for the most part, everybody's pretty decent and, uh, you know, Tis the season. Remember the main reason. God bless y'all. Love y'all. Tim, thanks for letting me do that. We'll, we'll see y'all later. Stephen, appreciate your service, brother. Appreciate your service to the industry. We'll stay in touch and appreciate you coming on, man. Oh, yeah. We keep taking care of yourself, man. Enjoy, enjoying life like you're doing. <laughs> I'm trying. Oh, yeah. All right. So um, just hang on to after we go off the air here. Uh, Stephen, you got a word of safety for everybody? You know, I'll go back to my first um, ATA road team event. I went to Idaho and I had to do a 10 minute speech. And in my speech, I told all the youngsters in the audience that you're getting those licenses, you're responsible 
for everybody around you, including yourself. It's not a privilege. It's a responsibility. So you don't have to be a teenager. You could have been driving for 35 years or 40 or whatever. It's still you're responsible for the people around you. So slow down. Give them a little more space. If you're a couple of minutes late to wherever you're going or coming from, hey, let it be as long as you get there safely. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, thank you again. And everybody, tomorrow when you get out there on the road, whether you're traveling for work or you're traveling going to grandma's house, aunt's, uncle's house, or wherever you're going, you got to make more space and slow down and make sure that everybody around you is safe. All right. Uh, That's our job. So anyway, like I always say, y'all look out for those who aren't looking out for themselves. Panel, I'll see you on the other side of this, so just hang tight for a minute, okay? Copy. All right.